Welcome to the Calvary Family Ministry Podcast. Our goal is to come alongside you as you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Our hope is to support, encourage, and equip both parents and families with practical words and stories from the Bible, but also people in our community as well. Our hope is also that through this podcast, you would feel more connected, not just to Calvary, but to the God of all creation. Well, hello, and welcome to Calvary Family Podcast. We're so excited that you've joined us again today. At this point, parents have made their decisions about school choice. We've heard from a lot of you that you've replied to your districts or your schools, or you've made that choice for your family. And we acknowledge that these decisions are are difficult decisions to make. We acknowledge that those who are in um, education, that are directors, that are superintendents, that are health officials and government officials, you know, we acknowledge that those are really um, difficult decisions to make. And we also know that they have been changing recently and they may continue to change. The options that we thought were options before, some of them are, are shifting. And we know that this has been such a difficult job for folks. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And we're going to actually talk about it from the perspective of parents or caregivers or guardians. How do you actually have this conversation with your children? How do you actually engage with them in a conversation um, that helps set your kids up for um, the best success possible as they enter into this new school year and this new fall season, one that we haven't experienced like this before. So I have a couple guests with me today. My first guest is Brianna Yates. Thank you for coming on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Um, so this is my fifth year teaching, and I've taught both second and fourth graders. I taught for a little bit in Philadelphia at a charter school, and now I work in Souderton Area School District, and I'm going to be teaching second grade next year, which is one of my favorite age groups. Another thing that I love is the arts, and I love to integrate music and dance and um, different types of, of creativity into my classroom. I also teach dance and something I love about teaching is the ability I have to build relationships with them, um, which I feel like really has, I have the ability to impact students, but they also have the ability to impact me in, in huge ways. And that's one of my favorite parts of my job. Awesome. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Appreciate that you're here. And I also have Kristen Yoder with me. Kristen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a mom of four kiddos. Um, I have two in college. Kyle's our oldest. He'll be a senior at Penn State this year. And Sean is our sophomore at the Naval Academy. And then I also have two in high school. Uh, Luke will be a senior in high school this year at Penn Ridge. And Katie will be a sophomore. Um, my experience, I have an undergraduate degree in elementary education and psychology, and I have a master's in reading. I taught for a number of years before I became a mom. I stayed home for 12 years with my kiddos, and then I returned to work and currently am serving as a director and, and a teacher at a local preschool. Wow. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for joining us. So glad that you could be here and lend your expertise as we talk about talking to your kids about this fall. So we're going to jump right in. Um, the first thing I, I kind of think is important to acknowledge is as caregivers, as parents, as guardians, I think it's important for us to make sure that we are coming to this conversation from the right 
posture and perspective and kind of getting ourselves ready to have this conversation and these, this series of conversations with our kids and with the kids that we have influence with. And so what do you think are some things to keep in mind as you think about your own perspective and kind of looking towards your own self to, to prepare for these conversations? Brianna, do you have any thoughts on what's important as adults that we, we think through before we have these conversations with kids? Yeah, I, I can speak from my perspective last spring and um, just thinking back to those times that were so uncertain and, and still continue to be so uncertain. I think it's so important to acknowledge everything you're feeling, but also give others around you grace for what they're feeling, but really give yourself grace for what you're feeling too. I mean, the stress that everyone is under is paramount and that needs to be remembered. And I think that as we experience these changes and things are changing all the time, um, it's important to, to remember that grace. I also think that it is essential to handle our own emotions before we start to talk to kids. We have the right to have those emotions and reactions. So I think giving yourself space to really think about how you feel about things, how they're going to impact your family, um, and give yourself that space to, to feel the way that you feel and realize you know, what's causing you to react in that way and then move into a space where you can think about how it's going to affect your family and, and how you might use that to, to make decisions for your family. Yeah, I think that I think that's so important, kind of looking to yourself first before you're, you're turning to that conversation with your kids. Uh, anything to add to that, Kristen? Well, I think, too, it might be helpful to use this time as a time for you to grow in your relationship with the Lord and really seek his guidance and wisdom as you're making these choices, as you're understanding the choices you made and, and dealing with other people who have kind of made the choices for you, too. Um, so just so that you can be in the right place and ask him through prayer and through studying his word to kind of guide you with each day and to help you understand your emotions, but also to help you remember that he's in control. He's, he's got this. So I think we, in times of uncertainty, it's really sometimes easy to forget that. So hopefully by spending time in prayer and, and seeking, you know, his word and his wisdom that will come through and you'll, you'll be able to rely on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, as we look to, um, relying on, on, God's faithfulness and to making sure that we're, as you mentioned, Brianna, making sure that we're giving ourselves space to feel the things that we've felt. We need to do those things first before we can actually do anything else successfully, talk to these kids um, successfully and set them up for success. So when it actually is time to talk to our kids, we know that that Kids may be coming to this decision and this conversation with you from lots of different perspectives. Let's talk a little bit about that. What does that look like as kids approach the fall? What are some different ways that they may be approaching this season? Well, I think it's important to remember that your children or your teenagers are watching you. You, The way you react, the way you're handling this information, they're watching you for, for guidance and how to kind of feel about these certain topics. So you want to be a role model. You want to be able to um, be able to demonstrate being flexible, being able to kind of listen and, and, and work towards 
a common goal of you know making this work and being successful and so i think that's the first thing you need to be honest with them talk with them honestly and openly and reassure them that they they that this decision is the best decision for your family and that they are, you're doing everything you can to keep them safe and i think that's really important that you're a role model that you're remembering that they're always looking to you they're always listening to you yeah, and you have made a decision as parents for them, but it's important that you're confident in your decision and you're kind of approaching them in a way that they can feed off of that confidence that you're you're sharing with them and saying, yeah, we know we know different families make different decisions for different reasons, uh, but this is the decision that's best for our kids and best for you and and you know what questions do you have? So I also think we need to stay flexible, right? Because we've seen even uh, in the last couple of weeks that districts and individual schools have made one choice and then have shifted to making other choices to offering, you know, at first lots of choice and then going all virtual. And so we have to remain flexible and we have to encourage our kids to do that as well. And I think it's also important, Brianna, I would be interested in your thoughts on this about the new normal, how this fall is, is kind of this new normal and how do we, how do we help set kids up for success in our conversations about that? Yeah. Well, I think having open communication about what this year could look like and what the new normal could be, even though it could change again, is really helpful for kids. I think they thrive on structure and, and they thrive on kind of being able to, to know what they can expect. So they have a certain narrative already of what back to school looks like and what school looks like. And that was kind of turned on its head last year when we had to almost reinvent the wheel with a lot of the things um, that we were doing for instruction and connection. So I think that it's so important to instill in your kids that this can still be a great school year and it can still be positive and fun and exciting and whatever we have to do to keep that excitement of the back to school season. Um, I think that's important because if it feels like something that's going to be hard and scary, it's not going to be enjoyable. It's not going to be successful. But if we can think of ways to kind of prepare kids for the new normal, and, and I think it's really important to think of things that can be consistent even amongst a lot of inconsistency. So, you know, maybe talking about oh, we're going to have this spot at home where this can be your homework spot or if you have to do any virtual learning or maybe you're doing all virtual learning, this is where you're going to be. You have all your supplies. You know, it can be like your space um, and just kind of creating that area and that, um, that structure for them, I think, is helpful and it, it can kind of help to ease their worry a little bit or, or even, you know, maybe you get to wear this awesome mask with your favorite superhero on it and, and that's going to be like your cool accessory this year. Um, that that's just a couple of ways that I can think of that might take the stress and the fear out of something that's super unknown and, and kind of give them some idea of, of what's coming. Yeah. I love that. I love that consistency. I love pairing that kind of positive new thing and it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It can be, you know, you mentioned a mask, a spot at home. These aren't necessarily expensive things that we're, you know, buying our kids to make this happen. It's how can you carve out a spot at home? How can you have a special mask and how do we have these conversations that are, you know, talking about this new normal and talking about um, how things are different and yet it can be paired with something where we can, you know, that can be positive or can be, um, as you said, 
you know, promoting this continuity and the sameness or something that they can look forward to. So I think, I think that's really great. You also mentioned, you know, fear or uncertainty. I think we as adults, as we're talking to the kids in our lives, to the teenagers in our lives, sometimes we can accidentally add to that fear and that uncertainty. Um, and I think, you know, we talked about thinking through how, how we're actually feeling and giving ourselves space to feel those feelings and to navigate those before we have these conversations. But I think it's important to also acknowledge that when we're actually talking to kids, we need to be intentional in not adding to that anxiety and that stress. Any thoughts on that? Well, I think you just need to let your children lead with the questions and, and you answer um, and it's honestly as you can um, with reassurance. You want to be careful not to overshare about statistics or, um, you know, things that might scare them. So I think you can look at it as from the perspective as that your family is now a team. You're, well, you're always a team, but you're really going to be a team during this new season and you're going to work together. And it might mean you might have to pitch in and do things that you didn't do before, but you're, you're a team. And I think focusing on the positive and working together, you'll be teaching your children skills way beyond their years and that they can use their lifelong skills that they can use their whole life. Yeah, I love that. And I love the, the concept of team. I think that's something uh, that's really important for families to keep in mind. And I think each team, each family has made their, their choice um, about the way that their kids are going to engage in learning this fall. As you were talking, Kristen, I thought, you know, another, another thing that might be helpful for families is even having a team meeting or having a family meeting from time to time to go over kind of, hey, we're, we've been in this two weeks now. Here's the things that we've set up intentionally to help us to have a great start to the school year. How are they working for you? And, and carving out some time to talk to your kids um, whoever's on your team in your family to be there together. And then you can work together to make sure that everyone's on the same page, hearing the same things and um, coming up with solutions to issues as they arise. I think that's really important. Yeah. I also think that Kristen, as you were talking, I kind of thought about this too. You kind of led into that different families have different situations and it may be hard for kids to understand, oh, why is my friend doing virtual and why am I doing hybrid and, and why can't we be together? And typically we're all doing the same thing and we're all going to school and all kind of following the same routine and, and this is just different and hard. In explaining that to two kids in ways that they can understand. I mean, even just using an example of, well, maybe these people live in this person's house and that's different, different than our family because they live with a grandparent or maybe they have a sibling who has asthma or there could be so many different, different situations going on. So maybe connecting it to something that they will understand that will help them respect other people's choices. And I think it's the parent's job and the teacher's job and an adult's job to model that for them by you know, having conversations that's accepting of, of other people's choices and, and honoring of um, their needs and just really supporting each other in that way. Another thing is that it gives us an opportunity to talk about those character traits with kids at home and talk about things like how we can empathize for each other, how we can respect each other, how we can be flexible. And maybe even having in those maybe team family meetings you guys mentioned, like how can we think about one of these things this week? Like how can we really be flexible with each other this week? Or how can we really persist? Because not every day is going to be amazing. 
maybe it wasn't a home run yesterday. So how can we persist and, and keep going even, even though it's hard? I also think it's a great time for families to really grow in the relationship with the Lord. You know, we know from Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11, that God has a plan for each and every one of our lives. And we need to teach our kids this. And we need to teach our kids that we need to trust in him during these times of uncertainty, these times that things look different. Um, and, and this, by doing some of the things that we're talking about, you are you know, it's a great opportunity for you to be investing in teaching your children about faith, teaching your children about God, teaching children about the scriptures, and and really digging in together as a family. So, you know, I think that's really a, a, use some of these times that you may not have had before uh, to do that. That's a great reminder. And I know a lot of families have taken this opportunity in this season. You know, they've told us that they've they found new rhythms in their family lives where they've been studying together or they're, you know, going to the service together or they're watching together, using some of the resources, um, doing devotions together that they hadn't done before, or even like game nights and family dinners and, you know, all of those taking walks together, going on bike rides. And so what an awesome way to build into your family life that rhythm of um, getting in the word and remind, reminding your kids that God does have a plan. I think that's an awesome reminder, Kristen, and one that's an opportunity for us. You know, we, we recognize that the season has come with significant challenges, and we also recognize that there have been opportunities that a lot of families have been able to find um, as they've navigated this season. Not all, not all easy. This has not been easy for most families, but there have been some, some really interesting things that have come out of this, and some families have been really um, excited about some of those new rhythms that they've been able to intentionally build into their time as a family. Uh, any, any closing thoughts or anything else that uh, you have on your minds as we think about talking to our kids about the start of the school year and continuing to talk as the school year uh, begins? I think just be, you know, honest and loving and caring when you're talking to your children. Listen to them to see where their anxieties or concerns might be. And again, do your best to reassure them and, and love on them. And the other thing I want to say from a director's point of view, as someone who's had to make really hard decisions, um, just have grace for your school officials, your leaders, your teachers, they're doing the best they can. They are, this is like new to everyone, not just you and your family. It's new to the teachers. It's new to the principals. It's, it's new. And I think Jen, you said it, it's hard. It's these decisions are so hard and there's so many moving pieces into bringing back children to school remotely, virtually, in person, hybrid, whatever, there's so many moving pieces that these officials, these leaders have to put in place and they're doing their best. I, I, reassure, I, I wanna tell you they're doing their best and it's not been easy. So just have grace and teach your kids. To, by you having grace, your kids will have grace. Yeah, being that awesome yeah. example to our kids, right? We need to be that example of being kind and loving and grace-filled to, to everyone else. And that, that extends to our administrators and our teachers and our directors and our officials. And so that is, that is such a great reminder, Kristen, and we thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just as we remember that we need to communicate with each other within our families, I mean, that communication goes to your administrators and your teachers too. I mean, they 
care for your kids and, and they want what is best in the midst of making these really hard choices. So don't forget that, you know, they're your support system too. And, and they um, have their own families and, and their own situations and, and they, they want to work with you and, and they want you to have the best school year ever. So don't forget to, to communicate with them and um, they're part of your team. Yeah. And bringing it right back to that team concept. I love that. You just have to remember to be creative too. Like in whatever decision you made, just be creative and what works best for your family and be confident in that decision because you did what's best for your family. And that's at the end of the day, what's the most important decision. That's a great point. You know your child, you know the kids in your life. Uh, I think as we wrap up here, I think it's important to, because you do know the kids in your lives, to think through how you approach the season intentionally. Think through and be thoughtful about how you engage in these conversations. Build that time in to check in with your children, um, to check in with those kids in your lives as we remain flexible and we try new things. And, you know, we may have to adjust that plan. We may have to adjust the plan that we have in our minds right now, uh, a week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now. Um, but try to stay flexible and, and try to instill that in your kids because that's what the season is honestly requiring of us is, is flexibility and grit and persistence. And those are important skills that we build into our kids and important skills that will carry them through um, as they as they become older and as they become adults, those are really important skills. Um, I do want to remind you that we are for you parents. We love you. Um, I want to be very intentional to tell you that we are praying for you. Kristen mentioned, you know, the importance, Kristen and Brianna, the importance of our broader school systems as well. We are praying for you as families. We are praying for our teachers. We are praying for our administrators. Um, those in decision-making authority, we are praying for you, and we want you to know that. As you navigate this back-to-school reality, we are here for you. If you need us, please reach out. Uh, we love you guys. Brianna, Kristen, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for lending your expertise and being here today. Uh, this was an awesome conversation, and so I, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having us. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule to listen to our podcast. If you'd like to get connected, there are a couple ways you can do that. There's a Facebook group, Calvary Families, which we'd love for you to join, or you can send us an email. Our email address is family at calvary-church.com. We'd love to hear from you.